You are listening to The Whole Half with Anna the Holy Banana. My goal is to keep it real by sharing it all and holding space for others to do the same. And welcome back to the Whole Half Podcast. My name is Anna. I am your host. And today I have a special guest. Her name is Katie. Um, It's actually 4th of July, so she's a trooper for popping on here when it's gorgeous out and 4th of July festivities are happening. But we both had time today, so we figured we'd make it happen. Um, It's kind of... Timing is of the essence with this episode, too, because Katie, um, I know Katie through actually my sister is how I met her. So she is on the ambulance squad with my sister in town. And I feel like it's been a few years now that I've been introduced to Katie. She's come to some of my, well, she practiced a little bit with me virtually during COVID, um, my yoga classes when I was teaching there and we've seen each other around at running races and in different spaces. Um, So we've kind of gotten to know each other in that route. But the reason I brought Katie on today is because she has been doing something really cool and that is um, building her distance and strength in running. And I think that's super inspirational, especially for people who are maybe looking to start running or start anything that's new for them and challenging for them because in time and consistency, you get better. And Katie is doing just that. Last fall, she ran the half marathon and she's actually joining my half marathon program that's starting this week. And I'm so excited to see her strengthen and cross that finish line in October um, with the group, even stronger than she did last year. But this coming weekend, she is running the Boilermaker. And so I asked her to come on and just kind of share a little bit about what her running journey has looked like, what her training for the boiler has looked like, what she's most excited for in the half marathon program, all the fun stuff. So welcome, Katie. And I'd love to turn it over to you to do a little bit more of an intro of you, like who you are, um, what you love, what what makes you you, and then we'll get into your running. All right. So like you said, my name is Katie. Um I work for an ambulance agency down the road. Um, I like hiking. Um, I like downhill skiing, not as much cross country. Um, I do in the winter, like to be in the gym a lot, but in the summer I tend to paddle and be out walking and running. (laughs) Yeah. Getting outside is crucial in the Adirondacks when the weather's actually nice because we have about eight weeks of it and then it goes away. (laughs) So getting to the gym is harder in the summer. Um, okay. So Katie, tell us a little bit about when you started running and what, what made you want to start running? Were you a runner your whole life? No, actually I was homeschooled and we weren't like super big on gym. I really like didn't have a base of like much of any kind of exercising. Um, I just kind of decided it was like the fall of 2021 And I was throwing out my back, like, left and right with work because I was, like, so weak. And, like, I was active. Like, I would walk a lot. But I didn't really do, like, much strength training. Um, And I was just sitting at work one day. And I saw that there was a, like, Oktoberfest 5K in Peru. And I was like, oh, this sounds like a lot of fun. Like, I think I'm going to try that and run for that. And I really didn't have a whole lot of training. Like, really didn't, like, 
do much for it besides walking and then I like ran that and my times were actually like really good for like I don't know not really running before and I was like I wonder if I could get into running and then slowly just kind of I didn't really have a whole lot of races besides like 5k's um for last year um up until I did like a long one like a long run randomly one day and I was like I think I could do a 10k so I signed up for the 10k and I had some guidance from a friend and ended up running the 10k last right, year right, right you did the 10k you didn't do the half marathon I'm sorry yeah. I misspoke there um I remember that because the the gals that I was doing the half marathon with the gals I trained you were there running the first part of it with us and then you wound up going into the finish when we kept going okay now I remember I remember so she did the 10k and she rocked it and now she's coming into the half marathon distance and I'm so excited for her but that's awesome um and so how did that 10k go for you it actually went like so well my times were amazing I think a lot of it was because I met up with you guys and you I remember at two different points I was like I think I'm gonna take a walking break and you're like no no no, you can keep going (laughs) so I just kept going and kept going (laughs) and all my times were like amazing I was really kind of blown away and I felt like I could have kept going I love that I had to (laughs) that's awesome that's how you know you did something right when you can keep going at the finish line um in strength so after that, what what has your running looked like since the 10K? So I kept running up until about December, and I did the Jingle Bell run here, and my times were, like, phenomenal. Like, that's literally the fastest I've ever run. Wow. And then because of, like, it being winter and, like, snow, I, like, kind of took, like, a three-month break um, and didn't run from, like, January till March. And your sister texted me one day and was like, if you sign up for the Boilermaker today, like you can like run it. She's like, you have to sign up today because it like sells out really fast. So I like didn't even think twice, like signed up in February for it. And then finally in April, I'm like, okay, I better get my act together. So I started, I actually sat down with a friend um, who just did, I think she just qualified for the Boston Marathon. And I was like, I need your help. Like, I need help with like training and like what training could look like and what I need to do. So we started about nine weeks ago with, I would do one short run and I would work on my speed and then I would do one long run for the week and then slowly worked up to where I was doing two short runs and then one long run. Um, But then with it being like summer, I would end up like ditching one run and doing a hike instead because I do a lot of hiking and I'm like I can't do all of it <laughs> that's a lot yeah we so do have to I kind of slowly tapered up to like the Boilermaker is 9.6 so my last long run was actually um 7.5 and I'm like okay like I can stop here I started to get really tired and I was like not sleeping well because I was just like overtraining. so I kind of mm. took a really big step back and I like took a whole week off from running because I was just like overwhelmed with it all. And I was so like overly tired. <laughs> I'm really proud of you for doing that because I feel like a lot of people are like, no, I have to persist and just keep training and get the distance. But you actually listen to your body. And it's true. Our body gives us symptoms of overtraining and we it's it's our job to listen. Um, yeah, messed up sleep. Like when when you're not sleeping well is a huge sign that you're overtraining and you're just like in that state of stress. So I'm really glad that you took that time. Um, and honestly, yeah, I love the point that you said that like the race is 9.6. 
but your you your longest run was seven and a half and I think that a lot of people are shocked at that that you don't always have to train the exact distance of the race. Um, my dad and mom always taught me that. And it's true that like on race day, the adrenaline of race day gets you that last little bit and you can do it. So, um, yeah, I've always, I mean, every race I've ever trained when I did Ironman, I never did the full marathon, every half marathon. I don't think I've ever run 13 the first time I ever run 13 miles ran 13 miles outside of a half marathon is when I did a long run for Ironman which was beneath the the marathon that I was training for so yeah it's uh it's pretty cool how our bodies can do crazy things on race day because of the adrenaline that's going on um that's really cool that my sister got you into the Boilermaker. It, she probably <laughs> sent me a text similarly, and I didn't sign up that day, which is why I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. um, but she's always doing some kind of adventure, and I love that she encouraged you along. So what made you decide that you wanted to do the half marathon after it all? Um, I think because I knew, like, I was going to wait to sign up until I did the Boilermaker and I was like, well, I'll see how I feel. Cause it's kind of like, I've slowly tapered up from like 5k and I'm like, crush that. Okay. 10k crush that. I'm like, well, we'll see how this Boilermaker goes. But I'm like, no, like I can, I can do it. I was like, I want to do this. Like I want to see it through. And I keep telling everybody, I'm like, oh, I probably won't do a marathon, but who knows where I'll be. If I crush this half marathon, I'll be like, okay, I'll do a marathon. <laughs> I love it. You're definitely on the trajectory of finishing a marathon someday. You're slowly, <laughs> yeah. slowly picking away at the distances. Um, so we have 13 weeks together. We're, we're training over the next 13 weeks. So you're doing the Boilermaker this Sunday. And then we're going to get into training for the half marathon for 13 weeks. What would you say you're most excited for in that program? I think I'm most excited for all the people because right now I've had like one person that I can run with, but it's hard finding people that you can find a good pace with and they're like at the similar level with you. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of excited to have people to where I'm like, oh, I want, I want to take a walking break. You can be like, no, you can keep going. And I just want that like motivation. And I really like the thought of like your guidance to be like, here's your workouts for the week. Here's mm-hmm. your run for the week versus like me lately. I've just had to like do it all, motivate myself, get up every day, do it. It's true <laughs> that the accountability of having people around you is huge. Um, last year when I had Jess and Alina, the two ladies that I did it with last year, they found that super helpful. And actually at the beginning, they were, they were so funny. The whole, oh my God, they were so funny, but when we first started every long run they were like oh my gosh like I can't do this I, I don't know how we're ever going to do eight miles nine miles like I, I, we can't do more than this and I'm like you you can you can do it and then the day of the race they were convinced they were going to like walk up the hills and all of it and um they didn't walk once they they ran up every hill they walked they ran the entire thing and they were just so surprised and I was like you just have to trust the process and I think having each other there like even I mean I wasn't necessarily racing but I was there and I was the third person of like hey like you can do this you know like it's just a little bit more community so I really I do think that we unlock this side of ourselves this like uh resilience when we can have that motivation in training because when we're stuck with ourselves all we have to compare it to is what we know and we don't really have that like outside motivation so I'm pretty stoked for it it's going to be a really awesome group and you've mentioned that you really like hiking so you're going to love that we don't just like 
I call it the fun way to get to the finish line because we're going to be doing a group run every week. Like, obviously, you have to train specificity to some point. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So we have to run and we have to do the distance, but we're going to do a hike as a cross training once one week. Um, You're going to have, like, the cross training strength and, like, the third workout will either be, like, hill work or sprints or something to – to strengthen your stride and to work on your speed work. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. Um, I love that I have a bigger group this year to cross the finish line with just cause it was so motivating to see them cross the finish line last year, but yeah, it's yeah, going to be good. So One thing that they were surprised about in the process because you, and this is something that I'd be curious to know for you cause you did the 5k and then the 10k and now you're doing the Boilermaker. How has it been with, um, nutrition for you have you entered the distance I mean I feel like when you're getting into like anywhere from like beyond a 10k you really have to figure out how to fuel yourself during the run so that you don't completely bonk I feel like a 10k you can get away with like water and liquid fuel like a like a Gatorade or something but has that been a challenge for you because that I think was the biggest challenge for them um I mean, not really. Like, I kind of deal with, like, blood sugar problems um, to begin with. So I've just kind of set a base for me. Like, every two to two and a half miles, I don't like the goos. I've really not found a goo that I like. So I get, like, the um, honey stinger, like, gummies. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, every two to two and a half miles, I'll just eat a pack of gummies. And for my long runs, I typically eat about, like, two packs. And I find that those actually really help me. They work well I don't for you. really feel like I bonk too bad. That's important. It's They really struggled with that. And, I mean, it, as someone who runs long distances, I mean, I when I trained for Ironman, I even struggled to adapt my body to eating again during long runs because it was something like I just hadn't been running that long in a while. Um, but, yeah, it's something you have to learn. And I'm glad that you already kind of have that under your belt going into it because that was one of the biggest challenges. But, it's all a matter of finding what works for you. And you probably figured this out that like, you're going to, like you said that you don't like goose. You, you have to work with your body and figure out what works because what works for you is not going to work for everyone else. Um, for sure. Like even me and my sister were just so different. She does, I think she does maple syrup now and base salts, which are like, just like little salts that she puts on her tongue when she's running. And I did Ironman on, um, spring energy and it was like pretty much baby food (laughs) all mashed up so like we're just like every body is so different in what they need in nourishment I mean the basics of it like carbs and stuff but how it actually works in our body is different so cool well I'm I'm so excited to hear how the Boilermaker goes when are you heading down there um, I think we're gonna head down Saturday, get a hotel, hopefully okay. get a good night's rest, and then just be ready for Sunday. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. What my sister is probably going down. I'm almost tempted to say like I'll just hop a ride with her and go and cheer you guys on, but we'll see. May <laughs> maybe, maybe. I have a crazy week coming up, but maybe. Um That'd be fun. Well, I'm excited to hear how that goes and then when you get back we'll start gearing up into the half marathon training and and get into that. So you already have a really solid base to start, which is really awesome. A lot of them are starting from like 
three miles is their base, which is a-okay, but you, you've got that jump start, so. It's funny, like, one thing I thought with, like, over a year's time, I remember starting, like, really running a year ago. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see, like, where my pace will be. Like, I'm probably going to be so much faster. And it's funny, like, my pace hasn't really drastically improved, but, like, my body physically, like, I don't get that feeling of, like, I'm going to die every single run anymore. I feel like I, I finished my run and I feel strong. And, like, I no longer have such a high heart rate. But it's just funny, like, I really thought in a year's time I was going to be like, oh, I'll be able to, like, do 10-minute miles and, like, be so fast. And it's, like, funny, like, okay, I can go the distance, but I'm not going to get there the fastest person. But it you is know, cool just to see. For just starting running, you're doing amazing. And I would, like, so you said you started in 2021. It's only been two years. Like, there are some people that have been running their entire life, and they run the pace that you're running so like the fact that you're like you are building this base if you keep going with it in a couple years you are gonna have that tempo like if you keep working at the speed work and just like consistently working at it it will come but it does it takes time we can't ever expect those results overnight um last fall when I was training with them for the half marathon I wasn't working on speed work at all. My body literally, I, when I was younger, I could run like seven minute miles. Like when I was really working on my running, because I had run my entire life from when I was like eight years old. And when I was running with them, my body readapted into slower miles. So I was running like 12 minute miles with them. And then what happened is since I wasn't prioritizing my speed work is I actually, my body started transitioning into running that pace always for even for my runs and I've really had to work to get back at it and my body has that muscle memory so it's been a little bit quicker of a process but don't you worry that like if you keep going at it it will come and but it's a matter of like challenging ourselves our bodies there which I'm excited for the track work that we're going to do together there's a couple times that we meet up at the track and we do track work and that stuff is really powerful for getting our tempo up um, but if you're just constantly running at the pace that you run and you're rarely pushing yourself past that pace, it makes total sense that we're not really ever going to push that envelope and we're going to stay where we are, but we're going to push those limits and get you <laughs> uncomfortable and, and, uh, help you grow from there. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited too. I can't wait to see by October where I'm at and how I feel. <laughs> so what is your, what's like when you're doing a long run, like what pace are you at these days? My long run pace is usually about a 13 to like 13 and a half minute. Okay. And then for my, like my last short run I did, which I worked on speed work usually, I did two 12s and an 11 and a half minute mile, which was pretty good. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, Honestly, I bet we could get you to running the half marathon in the 11 to 12 minute range consistently. I bet with all like the speed work and stuff, if we really work at it, um, I bet we could do that. Because 13 weeks, like 13 weeks is three months. That's a pretty long time. If you're consistent in something, time. you can do a lot of, you can make a lot of progress in that time. So. Yeah, I'm excited. My end goal in life, which I'm sure, like, even, like, years from now, I'll be faster, but, like, I would love to just be able to hit, like, a 10-minute mile, like, go out and do a 5K in, like, 30 minutes. I think, like, that's a, like, life goal for 
fine. <laughs> I definitely think that that's within reach for you. For sure. Are you doing, um, I know that you said you don't go to the gym a lot, but are you doing strength outside of your running right now? Yeah, I started back when I like, I think it was about three weeks ago when I really kind of boinked and I was just like overtraining and I was sick of everything. I had somebody recommend, they're like, maybe you should stop for a week and go and strength train. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's crazy. And then I kind of realized like, I'm like, oh wait, I think he's right. So like three weeks ago, I kind of started doing like lunges and squats and like a little bit of cross training just to do that instead. And I like, know I'm like, okay, if I don't want to get injury, I really need to do this. <laughs> exactly. It helps us do everything that we love longer because it strengthens us. And no one wants to hear this, but one of the exercises that like transformed my running was when I was like running my seven minute miles one of the exercises that I was doing religiously was burpees and no one wants to hear that that. (laughs) no one wants to hear it because it's like oh burpees they suck but oh my gosh life-changing like literally when my burpees started feeling strong my running just like it was like this uh exponential increase in strength that I felt in my running stride so the strength that I have planned may or may not have, I think I sent you week one. I'm pretty sure I put burpees in there. I'm like almost positive. Cause I mean, yeah. I'm going to put the things that have worked well for me because I know that they can work well for other people. Um, cause I've, I mean, I've tried and tested them. And so I'm yeah, going to, I'm going to give you what works. <laughs> I'm going to give you what works. Cool. Well, you know what? It's July 4th. So I don't want to take too much of your time or my time um, or anyone else who's listening. But I thank you so much for coming on. I think that this was probably really helpful and inspirational for people to listen to because I think it shows that like not everyone has to be a runner from when they're born to the end of their life. Like you can start. How, how old are you, Katie? May I ask? Um, I'm going to be 25 in September. Okay, so, so I started at like 23. <laughs> Katie didn't start running until she was 23. So if you're in your 20s or even your 30s, 40s, whatever, and you're like, I can't run, I've never run, not true. You can start something even when you're older. So I highly encourage Absolutely. you, highly encourage you to get out of your comfort zone and, and do that thing that you know will challenge you and will help you grow. So good luck to you at your race this weekend. Are you doing anything fun for the 4th of July? Um, I think we're actually relaxing. I'm going to go to the beach now and float in the lake. And then I think we're going to grill out and then watch the fireworks. <laughs> awesome. Are you, you don't ride in the ambulance on 4th of July, do you? Um, I actually have for like the past five years. So this is like one of my first 4th of July's off able to enjoy it. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. My sister, I always like throw candy off the back with her, but I'm going to be at the store while the parade is happening. So we'll, we'll be able to like step out and enjoy it, but I'm not going to be in it this year, which is going to be weird. So, Aww. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm going to go take Loyo out before, before I have to head over to work. And then we have a, we're going to go to friends for a, a cookout tonight and then we're gonna do fireworks on our paddle boards on the lake which i'm super excited about because it's we're gonna take our kayaks out nice. that would be fun <laughs> yeah it is it's i think honestly like growing up we've gone to so many different places for fireworks in lake placid we've done the hill by the crown plaza we've done elementary school we've done the beach and nothing compares to being out on the water like Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Last year was my first year doing it. I've always wanted to do it. And last year was the first year doing it. And I just loved it. So that's what we're going to do after the cookout. So 
fun. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll see you there. Yeah, maybe. All right. Well, have a really good 4th of July. Thank you everyone for listening. If you um, are curious about the half marathon program, definitely check it out. I'm uploading a version to my website that is just going to be self-paced. So you can do it anytime you want. You don't necessarily need a race to be registered to do it. I mean, you absolutely can. If there's a race around you, you can use it 13 weeks out to prep for it. Um, But yeah, of course, as always, share this with anyone who you feel might resonate with it, find something in it that's helpful. And if you had any big takeaways, share them in your Instagram stories and tag me because I so appreciate knowing that this work is getting out to the people that need it. I will drop mine and Katie's handles um, in the show description so that if you want, you can follow along with her awesome running and, and all the cool things that she's doing. But again, thanks for listening. Stay tuned for next week's episode and we will talk soon. (laughs) 